When did your hair get so spicy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's on one. Them. No one's got better Friday vibes than producer. Are you here right now? What? Imagine not calling him Yaya. <laughs> I know. That's so true. <laughs> Good old Yaya. He's just doing back to back to back to back work with us. Thank you. Um, Thanks, bro. Yeah, appreciate it's a, it. It's a uh, job. Yaya's a making it. <laughs> yeah, there. If we weren't live, we'd still be here. Just yeah, yeah, you do true. pay him to do this. Right? <laughs> it was back to back to back work. Yeah, yeah. A work fair, day, fair, as some right. would call it. Work day. That's what people are doing with nine to fives too. Oh, Friday just afternoon, back to back to back <laughs> from nines. And there he fives. is, digging in his bag on the couch. Hi, hi, Leroy. Um, yes. <laughs> This is the, the 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 Denver Sports Podcast. As I who is our friend from the Super Bowl watch along? This is random. Just came to my mind. He was like eleven. Uh, Neil. I hope he's hanging out today. I, I, I know. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing yeah, is, yeah, I haven't yeah. heard it from him in forever. Yeah, he left us. Um, <laughs> he um, turned twelve. Yeah, he turned yeah, twelve. Unfortunately. Um. So yeah, I'm here with my guys, uh, you know, just a, a cool cast of characters. We got Henry Chisholm there, who continues to annoy producer Yaya, so that's okay. that's really becoming one of the <laughs> great like rivalries in Denver Denver sports and DNVR, happening. no doubt. Um, Nathan Rudolph, Rudo, uh, host of the Avs pod, living through some Denver Denver sports history. It's good times right yeah, now. It's good yeah. times right now, for sure. <laughs> You're the one we needed here, Rudo. Everyone else is just kind of filler. <laughs> but it turns out Brendan Vote is not <laughs> because he just came from a heated presser. I'm glad Rudo's doing great. Which, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, he's he's living his best Tell me life. more about yeah. the avalanche. Yeah, this might yeah, turn yeah, into yeah, an yeah, episode yeah, of Survivor. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we might need to start I'm voting getting voted off immediately. <laughs> You're on the door. Like, Dre is right there. Yaya. It's true. By There's the, some options. By the end of this year. Yeah, yeah, I might be uh, hosting this show by his own. Um, God forbid. Yeah, works. you're coming from, uh, in some ways, some 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 Denver sports history that you've witnessed of your own. Yeah, because ownership speaks so infrequently. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like a bi-decade yeah. thing. It would appear. Yeah. Now, Josh Kroenke spoke with the media today. Love my billionaire friends. Always good to catch up with them. I need more. So, uh, yeah, pl plenty to talk about, Dre. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is an Avs-Nuggets-heavy Western Conference Finals-heavy kind of episode because the Avs are in it, because that's really the highest height the Nuggets have ever been able to reach in the NBA. And despite that, the Nuggets have actually been to the WCF twice before the Avs had been there last Yep. Uh, which seems crazy because, of course, that was such a habit in the Avs. In the first, early days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, first decade, six, seven trips. So, uh, but, but let's start with yesterday's game. Let's start with the games we've got to look forward to this weekend. Best performance we've seen from the Nuggets all postseason in that game, too? From the Avs? Yes. Avs. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> The, the Nuggets. Nuggets. Definitely oh. the best performance yeah. we saw from the Nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, the Avs, are, they look like they might be playing their best hockey at the right time. Uh, Edmonton, it's a really good matchup for them, so they kind of they lucked out that it was them and not Calgary. And it, we've said it on our pod a million times. Look, go 1-0. You're not thinking about game four or five, whatever it is, to win the series. You're just thinking about the next one. Right. You win that one, you feel good. Right that simple it's so nice like after that last series where they start they split the first two games 
you're just like, oh no, now you need to get one on the road. Like there's so many different ways it could go. And it turned out just fine. Like it always does, it feels like with the Avalanche. But to start 2-0 going to Edmonton, it's like, yeah, split them and you're in great shape. You say that, but you know, last year they started a series 2-0 and lost four straight. So there's right. a little, uh, there's some scars there. <laughs> well, that's why, that's why game three is so, I won't, I won't say fun. I'll say interesting. <laughs> I'll say interesting because what, was there utility in the Avs briefly going back to that dark place only to rescue themselves? Would that have been better than a smooth ride? Did they learn something about themselves? You know, mm-hmm. and, and so interesting to see if any of that presents itself in Game 3, Rudo. It, it is. And, you know, this year's team just feels so confident in themselves. Right. They don't get down. They don't really ride those waves as much as previous year's teams have. So is it proof in the pudding maybe that you know they showed they could do it sure but it never really felt like they were careening towards disaster like it did last year totally (laughs) especially because it's like the the getting past the second round thing is honestly just nice for me personally because i was so fed up with hearing people talk about it or it's like second round second round it's like i don't think that's a thing maybe if it happens again then maybe we call it a thing i don't think that's a problem but just to have them go through that process and that's also in the rearview mirror you have your couple losses everything works out just fine like it does feel like now you're just out there playing hockey and you look like the best team and outside of the goalie situation everything's going super smoothly <laughs> and even that i mean what did yeah. the result yeah. Be? yeah shut out <laughs> yeah <laughs> hard to ask for more out of your backup <laughs> yeah. than that it's and look it, all it takes is once to to buck a a trend like mm-hmm. that and you know no one could ever say oh the Evs can't get out of the second round again for this core at least yep. sure um but uh, i think the end of round two really spoke more than anything about it the Evs didn't care about that mantra they didn't care about any they didn't even care that they won the second round yeah. those dudes came out in their pressers and were like more work to do yeah go get the next one so uh, i was at the game last night with my girlfriend and, nice, you know, they have, I know, double flex, yeah. uh, but uh, they show up like on the big screen before the game. They show like all the quotes yeah. and they're also like the lamest quotes. It's like, we know it, we have to have a businessman like <laughs> attitude. Right. It's like, it's like, yeah, it, these are, these are not the best quotes that are, these are not hype you up quotes. They're the good answers, I, but they're they, not good exactly. I, I have the best job in the world. I am so jealous of every other sports player quotes because hockey players just don't say things. Yeah. <laughs> well, basketball players yeah. just tell us they hate us, so that helps. <laughs> Dude, I would take that over. Ah, you got to get pucks in deep, work hard, board <laughs> check, back check. <laughs> Rudo's just happy if he's told lower or upper body on an yeah, injury. Right. We don't even know what injuries <laughs> are in our sport. <laughs> Breaking news, it's upper body. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like asking a golfer about their round. You're like, well, the greens were going real fast out there. The wind was going <laughs> yeah, left, right. You're yeah. like, what are you? What? <laughs> ah, you know, I thought I hit some good shots. Yeah. NASCAR <laughs> driver. Car was real fast today. Isn't that under your control? What are we- Every athlete should talk like a wide receiver. That's I how agree. it should work. I agree. Every athlete, if they were just a wide receiver, there's a reason everybody loves wide receivers. Yeah. Like they're, they're always wearing their chains and doing all that sort of stuff. People get so hyped about him. If offensive linemen, if Dalton Reisner was out there talking shit about Aaron Donald, like, oh, yeah, that guy doesn't have, yo, he thinks he's strong, whatever, but he's never seen country strong. You go out there and say that stuff. Everybody's buying a Dalton Reisner. Jersey. MPJ had the most wide mm. receiver quote of all time in a different sport. It, it, his first playoff run, he said, I think I need more shots. Yeah. Just get me the ball. That's it. Yeah. Can someone get me the ball? It's really uh, true. Trying to team with the MVP. Yeah. Um, going into game three, what's the goalie situation here? Uh, Kemper still hasn't practiced, so it's expected to be Francois. Not even sure if Kemper's going to join them on the trip. So 
Right. You're playing it by ear right now. Obviously, the Kemper stuff is a very who really knows situation. He has blurriness in the eye. He took some pucks to the mask. Is it a concussion? Obviously, he had his eye nearly poked out in round one. Is there some lingering effects there? Nobody really knows. So. He, it's oh, it's one man. of those situations where he'll be back when he's back, and you just have to deal with it. I'm gonna if, go. Oh, please. It might be a safe question. If he was healthy, does uh, does he start over Francois? Yes. Avs okay. uh, will live and die with Darcy Kemper. Okay. Unless he misses like four or five games, and Frankie shuts them all out. Right. I know. Again, I went with my girlfriend before a game. She's like. Do you, what what does Frankie have to do to get the job? And I was like, I don't think there's anything he could do to get the job. And then he did that, and you at least have to have the conversation. Yeah, look, the one game he started in this in this round is where you have to start for him taking the job. Yeah, yep. he has to go out and play really well for two or three more games before it's a real conversation, though. Yeah, and it's not really a conversation until game five if there's a game five, right? Mm-hmm. And no one really cares until we get to the next round if there is a next. round. And I'm, I'm um, sure you got to keep Darcy's mind right. I mean, and goalies are head cases, as I understand. Mm-hmm, always. I'm sure <laughs> they're looking for affirming quotes from their head co- from their coach. No doubt about it. it like, you don't want them to end up like Jordan Bennington. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Shout out Jordan Bennington. In, yeah. Anyway, it's <laughs> the strangest use of God given opportunity. No, ever. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think God does? <laughs> Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a water bottle in your hand <laughs> yeah. as you walk past this we'll get rid of all the recycling bins. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I just woke up this morning and there were eggs in my fridge. And yeah. God given opportunity to make scrambled eggs that's this true. morning. So <laughs> yeah, I had to take it. It is true with goalies, though, where you, like, you get to the point where it's like, okay, Frankie has two good games. You kind of want to ride him into game five. Say say he, he goes to Edmonton, gives up one goal, saves six. 60, 70, 80 shots over the two of them. You're, you're thinking, like, oh, we got to keep this guy going. You can even just tell Darcy, like, ah, I think I think we're going to wait another day. Like, get, let your let your eye rest, whatever. Well, I, I, I think the reality is if he does start stringing together games, you, you just go to Darcy and say, look, we're going to play the hot hand, but if yeah. he has one bad game, yeah. you. you're back in. Yeah. Period, even. Mm-hmm. What a good problem to have. Oh, yeah. Outside of the eye thing. Yeah, Once yeah. the eye thing's cleared up, <laughs> great problem. For us, probably not for yeah. Outside the of the vision. whole reason Frankie's in, <laughs> yeah. what a good problem. Good problem. Yeah. Starting goalie having problem a vision problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is yesterday's great performance more the defense really stepping it up? Is it Frankie? Is it a combination of the two? Uh, Kale seemed, I mean, their transition defense was really outstanding. Mm-hmm. EJ, to me, is playing some of the best hockey's ever played as a Colorado Avalanche, which is just awesome to see from a veteran who we kind of like took for granted that he wouldn't barely even be uh, on this roster at this point. Like, what are you seeing from the blue line there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's both. Uh, yeah. First period of last game, certainly Frankie got a pretty good workload in, uh, had a couple of nice poke checks that. A lot of Avs fans are used to seeing going directly into their net instead of actually work. So those are nice. Uh, But the defense was miles, miles better, particularly Josh Manson. The difference for him Mm. between game one and two was massive. And Mm. and yes, EJ's playing great. Yes, you have Makar and Taves. Yes, Byram has stepped up nicely. But really, it's that third pairing that you're looking at with Sam Girard out. Uh, you kind of just get what you get out of Manson yeah, sure. and, and Jack Johnson. Yeah. And if they play like that, look, not a lot of teams are going to score very much on this hockey team. Did yeah. he take a different approach, or did he just tighten it up? Did he just play better? I think he just locked it up. It's It wasn't 
and there were some bad decisions in game one, which it, it happens. But more importantly, it's the Avs' biggest flaw this whole season has been puck management. Mm. And when they show up and they execute their passes, their plays with the puck, they just control the puck and the other team kind of goes, well, I guess we just don't get to have it anymore. So he showed up in game two, made smart passes, made good decisions, and the yeah, Avs shut out the Oilers. So. <laughs> Not a lot to complain about. <laughs> Bone was really physical last night, I thought, too. Like, it seemed like he was up on the boards. Like, maybe not even physical, but, like, talking to guys. Oh, he's and there's obviously the big box, play where he yeah. gets... But you just love seeing that. Especially because I thought in that first round, he kind of struggled. There were points where I was thinking, like, maybe you even pull him because he's turning the puck over. He's doing dumb stuff. And again, my hockey analysis, maybe not the best hockey analysis here. But but he seems to have really leveled up. It's, it's interesting with Bo because he is one of those guys where he was on the third pairing in round one, just kind of going through mm-hmm. it. And then Gerard gets hurt, and he gets elevated to the mm-hmm. second line. And he he does. He, when he gets more time, when he gets more opportunity, he elevates his game. And I, I think you're getting a little bit of a glimpse of the future, where yeah. he's a mainstay in the mm-hmm. Avs top four. Andre mentioned EJ, who playing a great playoffs, mm-hmm. having a great time, but... Unexpected. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's great, you know there's not much left in the tank Indeed. there, right? You're, Indeed. you're really thinking this might be his last real push yeah. here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's Byram's spot not too far in the future. And EJ, to me, he's one of those guys where, like, if we're going to touch wood during this whole thing, but, like, if they go through, they, they win the cup, he gets to go out on top, decides to retire after this season, I'd be real tempted to buy an EJ jersey. It's similar to, like, my Demarius Thomas feelings when he goes where you're just like, he really was a good player who was a mainstay for a long time and probably deserves more respect. It's almost like I did a whole video about this on our YouTube channel. That I you watched. Go watch. What's the title of that YouTube video? The I wanted to change it, actually, because Megan came up with a but, much better title that was just Condor Lore. That's oh, what that's it good. should be called. Wow. Yeah. But uh, it's it's actually called the legacy of Eric Johnson. That's right. So mm-hmm. go watch that. Yeah. Uh, and then I feel like I did a pretty good job on it because half of the people are like, you were way too soft on him. And the other half are like, you were way too hard on him. <laughs> you struck <laughs> a great balance. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yep. That's really yep. great stuff. Wow. Love that, Rudo. And it's on the same YouTube channel you may be watching this. Right now. Yeah, right now. But uh, don't leave right now. Leave later. Give us a thumbs up. That's a good point, Hank. We are the Denver Sports Podcast presented to you by Breckenridge Brewery Avalanche Ale. Big Rudo has one of those. Um, every game. Every game. And you can watch him on the pregame watch along or post game. On one of those entities, you will catch mm-hmm. Big Rudo enjoying a Breckenridge. Probably Avalanche all three Ale. most of the time. Exactly. <laughs> Probably all three that's how he does it speaking of where you guys can catch us doing stuff related to our sponsors DraftKings sportsbook i use them religiously put in a mistake bet on cadre over three and a half meant meant to go in on one unit <laughs> turned out to be 11 units the old slipperoo bet hit boom, yeah, boom. That big money doesn't sound like a up. mistake to me Dre. no it sounds <laughs> like a great call <laughs> on the old slipper i think you just gamble yeah exactly um it's not a slip up i've made <laughs> and right now you might not be a gambler but if you're a new user bet five dollars on the nba playoffs to win 150 you don't have to get that call right 
they're just gonna boom that's congrats tight. new user um and you know that's on top of matching your first uh deposit bonus when you use that code dnvr must be 21 or older Ooh. colorado only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to five hundred dollars i almost said a thousand dollars why would i do that deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough restrictions do apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling prong call 1-800-522-4700 and um I don't know. You might not know. You might know. Uh, you can catch us. You can't catch Rudo's YouTube videos quite yet. But all, Ivaka all the, TV. All the live stuff. You Ivaka can TV, yeah. you can catch all the live stuff. Henry, got to schedule some live bus I stuff. I know. Gotta get you on Ivaka TV. Talk about... Maybe somebody will transfer. Oh, he was... Dan- possible. He past was, the deadline. We actually, I thought he was about to break out a yeah, musical yes. number for me. Talk about it. Talk about it. I, I don't know where I mean, this yeah, was the, going. Yeah. Segment two is open in the rundown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Henry was on, uh, he was on the DNVR Nugget Show. So are you this week, Trey. Thanks for yeah, coming. Yeah, Hank was on time, Wednesday. We talked Jabari Walker. Also, you're welcome from here, too. Um, <laughs> awesome. No, you're just coming. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You're just, you're, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we talked Jabari welcome. Walker, which was a fun episode. You know, not necessarily a guy we expect to go to the Nugget. But he's a buff, and he and he's in the draft. So if you're looking for more Hank in your life, that was a good discussion. Check it out. Yep, Ivanka TV. Check them out as well. Thus, you can watch Altitude TV, which means you can watch the Avalanche, the Nuggets, the Rapids, the Mammoth. Um, that's a lot of teams. Arsenal on top of the, oh, no. Arsenal is oh, not no. included in that package. <laughs> um, you can also watch the Rockies. Ever heard of them? Uh, yeah, no, we've heard the old hockey team. We've right? heard of them. <laughs> no, different, different. Minor league affiliate. Um, actually, more success than the old hockey team, surprisingly enough, but more successful than them. Um, really? Yeah. Ivaka TV. Yeah, they were, the Rockies were bad. They huh. make Back being they a bad. Denver sports oh. fan normal and good. Again, go to Ivaka t- dot TV slash DMVR. Are you good? Everything okay? <laughs> Yeah, reading, school zone. reading, talking, <laughs> scrolling, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> no one said it was easy. And also, also, I don't know, I need to change. There we go. PHNX, they're big, the they're big crisscross applesauce people over there, so I'll try that. I'll try that, and if my knee, which the really bet set has now ruined, doesn't uh, put your feet down. doesn't go back to normal, you <laughs> know, making that's, here see, the key is <laughs> you got to take those us. shoes off, all right? That's this us. is a sock oh. yeah. pod. Yeah. Yeah. Love the socks pod. And on that note, we got to move on. Um, Ivaka TV, where you can see some historic moments in Denver sports. They're still in the ad read. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Your only show is only what Melon's movie. Wow. So, um, I'll I'll throw you some stats, okay, and let You just tell me how you feel, okay? We're, we're doing a little word association here. Love that. You guys can chime in as well. Um, so this is the record of just like some of the greatest Nuggets players in franchise history in the Western Conference Finals. Okay. Um, David Thompson, he's 0-1 as a Nugget, as a Nugget. Everyone as a Nugget. Um, Dan Izzle, 0-2 in Western Conference Finals. Second one, kind of a bench player, but, you know. Uh, Alex English, 0-1. Um Chauncey and Mello, 0-1 in Western Conference Finals. And uh, Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray, 0-1 mm. in Western Conference Finals. 
So we've got a trend here. Yeah, are you just trying to bum me out? Or? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's a, a lot of zeros. Yeah. That's a lot of zeros. The Nuggets have only made four trips to the Western Conference Finals and lost all four, three cool. of those cool, to cool, the cool, Lakers. Cool. Say what you will about the Cronkies, but two of the, two of the four are under their... Uh, Stewardship. Yeah, that's so, right. That's fifty uh, percent, right. kids. Which in baseball, that'd be really well, good. As we that all know, fifty percent of zero is still zero. Yes. So it's much better that's than those than those true. desperate startup Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they would never sniff a Western Conference Finals loss. They, they never. So will. I guess I'm kind of starting this off with uh, Will Jokic's legacy be different and yeah, yeah. is actually winning the Western Conference Finals something yeah. this franchise can finally aspire to? I expect it to happen. I mean, it's that's a crazy thing to say. Any given year, it's smarter to pick the field than any team. Mm-hmm. Jokic is that good. If they don't get there because of health issues, organizational failure around him, negligent ownership, that will be what it will be. But is Jokic good enough? Is Jokic cut from a cloth of a championship player? There is not a shred of doubt in my mind of the names you just mentioned some phenomenal players i did not get to watch them all i will mm-hmm, still state mm-hmm. confidently Jokic is the best the reason they didn't get another opportunity is injuries so we'll see what calvin booth does here see how they go from where they go from here but i would be more surprised than not if the denver nuggets never play in a finals as long as Jokic is in a, a uniform it's wild that we've moved into an era of Denver sports where it's like, oh, yeah, if they're not one of the best four teams in the league, yeah. unthinkable. they're actually bad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's where yeah. The, the Nuggets are like, that's yeah. where it's at right now, for sure. For sure. It is crazy. But I agree. I mean, what you've got. Maybe conservatively, you've got four really great years from Jokic left, and we all think he's going to age really well, and you probably have sure, six or sure. eight or something or, like that. Yeah, it could be much more. But. Totally. But but minimum, you've got four good opportunities, and while it's smart to take the field in any given year, when it's four times the odds because of that, I mean, it, I totally agree. I mean, they should get in there at least once. Um, again, it's like MPJ's back is kind of the big question this year, but if MPJ and Jamal are healthy and nothing crazy happens, there's no reason they can't do it. Maybe they never get healthy. Maybe it never comes together. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be the first team for whom, mm-hmm. oh, whom that happens. But far I just up. think the journey we went through this year took us really far from the plot in terms of yep. the yeah. last time that team was together, this all felt extremely attainable. Yeah. All of it. Well, and the right, last time they were in the conference finals. And they were healthy. Yeah. And right yeah. now it feels like there's been a series of critical failures since then. I don't know if that's true. And I, I wonder how instantly things will feel a little better. But for a team that went in the right direction years, 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 whether it was uncontrollable factors or not, they're reeling a bit right now. And so they've yeah. got a rebound. That's what MVPs are for. Totally. This was the first year since 2018 that they didn't at least make the semifinals, which is crazy to think about when you think about like the tone that people talk about this team. And to not well. get home court was a big yeah. deal. Even yeah. With the injuries. Totally. And they knocked on that door. Yeah. So that team's been there routinely. You know, close is not enough for a fan base that's never seen the finals. But I think we all believe that if the organization does right, you know, does the right things around Jokic, we're not talking about is he the guy? He's the guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. Well, yeah, I think we agree on that. I think another key piece of the story there is for the most part, the core of that team gets to stay together yes for the foreseeable future absolutely you're not talking about all this guy could be leaving that guy could be leaving so it's a great point the sense of urgency around the failure isn't there right now yeah 
And this is also one thing where, this is one of my big takes, we bemoan the lack of attention, the coastal bias. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an asset to Denver right now. If they are the Lakers or the Knicks, and they go through these last two years, and it's you don't have rehashed unfairly yeah. on Sports yeah. Center blow every it up, morning. Blow it up. Day, are they going to blow it up? Should they blow it up? All it took was another round, another team's failure, and we forgot about Denver. And I think that's a benefit to the decision makers mm-hmm. right now because that sense of urgency and pressure has blown up many a championship caliber teams. Well, and I mean, you've talked about like factors that can blow up a core injuries being one and yeah, not having that patience to really see through. And I mean, I remember that 08-09 team that goes to the conference finals really plays the Lakers neck and neck the first four games and then kind yep. of falls apart. Um, injuries, massive. Like Kenya Martin's entire max contract basically is never healthy. Uh, Nene, same type, type of issue. And yeah, then they weren't able to really see it out. Yep. You know, for whatever reason, Mellow kind of forcing their hand, George Carl's health kind of deteriorating things and what have you. But I mean championship windows are small and like finicky and futile and like you gotta jump while you can but also there are teams that have fallen into that trap and accelerated their own timeline not to miss a window Mm -hmm. not to be Mm -hmm. one of those teams but you can fall short that way too it's look this this final corner turning that no sports fan needs to hear it it's the hardest thing to do in any Mm -hmm. sport yeah but again when you have a guy like Jokic, you just just give them enough cracks at it, and that opportunity will be there. Totally. And the crazy thing is now, like you, there aren't many moves you can make. Like unless you really do think you blow it up, and there's very few people who think that's a good idea. Like it's what do you do with the 21st pick? You get to give out like the mid-level exception. Can you bring in veterans? You can make like trade Will Barton, Monte, like whatever little deal. But while those are very small parts of. Of, of what matters here when you have a Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and MPJ, and those guys are going to be deciding most of the games. Aaron Gordon right there, too. Those moves are so, so, so important right now when you're talking about the difference between getting through the semifinals and winning a championship. Sure. It's like, can you just go add, you know, trade up and get Benedict Matherin? Is that worth it if you have to give up Zeke to get from sure. 21 to Bones? 9 or Wait, something? I don't think they trade, in, and God forbid, yes. I don't want them to. I don't want it. Don't tell me I'm putting them in a trade. I'm not. But again, those tough conversations yeah. of does the young asset with that that fun firepower, mm-hmm. is that what we need? And now, at, th- at this point, that's going to determine whether you actually get through or not. It's crazy, man. The Barton question is a big one. You know, obviously people feel differently about him in this town. My perspective will always be that when he was healthy, he was severely misunderstood. And as a fifth starter, a guy who gets you 15 points, four assists a game, like yeah. f- on an affordable contract... Like once this MPJ contract kicks in, Barton is the lowest paid starter on the team. Yeah. Someone's mm-hmm. got to be your fifth guy. Getting that right is hard. I th- we talk about the injury window and what it took from Jamal and Porter. Mm-hmm. Will Barton was entering the peak of his professional basketball career. He put the best seasons of his life together amidst these serious injuries that have sapped him. Yeah. And so that decision now, you may you may at home feel okay, it's a no brainer to move on from Will Barton. Fine. But what that move is is not a no-brainer. To Henry's point, it's easier to mess that up than you think, and you got to get those moves right. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to get rid of a piece that everyone wants to move. It's really hard to make your team better by moving that piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah. they can, yeah. but that's, like you said, easier said than done, Rudy. 
Well, and I mean, the other thing that I think gets forgotten in the frustration with how Thrill can play sometimes is he's a shot-creating wing who can play above serviceable on-ball defense. When he was healthy, yes. Those guys don't grow on trees. They don't. And I don't think he can anymore. I think, actually, we have our answer. He can't anymore. Yeah. But to your point, finding that perfect fifth guy, how many teams wish their fifth guy was someone else? I bet if we straw-polled mm -hmm. fan bases, it's a lot of guys. Yeah, so of course. I do think they probably do need to move on, particularly because they need to address perimeter defense. But these are the tough questions that the, that they're at right now. And, and that evaluation process, again, is all thrown off by... That that just wasn't the team they constructed. Yeah, the, the conversation yeah, about Will Barton goes. was very different in December than it is right now. He was great. He was so season. good at the he beginning of the season. Tremendous. It was him and Jokic out there winning games, and he ran out of gas. He did, and that's a problem. And that's good enough reason for me to try to flip him and Monte for whatever guard Brogdon, or maybe it's not KCP Monte. Maybe it's even on a lower yeah, scale. Totally, but it is a tougher decision. And, and he does provide more value than people expect. The good news is, like, if you're Calvin Booth sitting there, you trade Will Barton, everybody's going to cheer for it. That's true. It's going to be, ideally, you get somebody good back. But even if the guy you get back blows this season and winds up in the Bryn Forbes Plus, role, right. at the end of the year, people are still going to say, good yep. job, Calvin, you got rid of Will Barton. And you and didn't draft him, you know? Exactly. You're not Baltimore buddies, so... Totally. I think, I think Calvin is ready to come in and make these choices. But again, just making them isn't enough. Mm -hmm. He's got he's got to win these decisions. It's important. Yeah, this is a massive offseason. But again, I mean, that's why I wanted to kind of get into like, it feels like, okay, yay, they finally got out of the second round. We don't have that. But it's actually like a historic moment that the Avs are. Like to be in the final four of the NHL, NBA, that's a big deal that's mm -hmm. rare it's, it's not you can't take that shit for granted it's yes, been 20 exactly years for the evs there there it's are wild. many many people in our our live chats after games that have never seen the evs in a conference final yeah, before. right mm -hmm. so don't don't waste it yeah. <laughs> right. and i mean the years where they were in it every single year most of the time it was in the red wings not even the same conference anymore yeah. like yeah. Things change can't quick, baby. Even happen. Yeah. Right. literally impossible. Their <laughs> their star player and captain is now their GM. Like you know, we're <laughs> right. uh, you gotta. The time is now. The time is now. This is the time to make forever memories, so that ten years from mm -hmm. now, yep. uh, you know, Yaya's children can right. speak on TDSP mm -hmm. about this. <laughs> also, if it happens, that's why it needs to be on TV. <laughs> that's because that's not Yaya came and teaches kids to talk. Nice, got him, got him, got him, <laughs> got him. Beautiful. <laughs> um, but no, it's a it's a big off season. It does feel like the NBA is in kind of a unique spot that it hasn't been in a minute. Definitely. Um, so that at least feels like yeah, the Nuggets are in flux, but everyone's kind of in flux. You're, I don't think you're looking at maybe Boston now. What about I don't Golden think you're State? At any any one team and saying like this is a long term, like, like. Not just problem, but unclimbable barrier to yeah. us in the title. Yep. Yep. I Boston's a great team. These Warriors are a great team. They are not the KD Warriors, and that team is not in the in yes. the pipeline. Yes. Maybe the talent you're most worried about long term is Luka Doncic. That's why they got AG. Sure. So and that was a four-one series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jokic I mean, didn't even have any help. Get healthy. Just get healthy, and you'll see. I mean, there's no reason to think they've fallen out of the the top five, and and so mm -hmm. again, you got to get this offseason right. <laughs> 
love to start that by letting your president walk and host holding a emergency <laughs> press conference. That's the best way to start your off seasons. Does feel like there's some added pressure with that though. That yeah. we are no longer kind of sitting idly by to yes. let this kind of play out. Yes. Now it feels like things are going to change and as failures come if they come more changes will come too and I mean we'll see maybe that's all for the best. It's going to be yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. No, and you're right. I mean, oftentimes in the NBA, there's sometimes windows that are like uh, just uh, might as well punt to the next window. I know. Because the Kobe, Shaq, Lakers aren't beatable. You're get the past KD, Pete LeBron right, in the East. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, That's so not at it least right you're now. in a window where it's like. If anything, you have a chance to Things can team. happen. Yeah. 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 Things can happen. Kind of. We'll see. I, I remain we'll extremely see. excited about the Nuggets. I just today of all days i'm extremely discouraged about ownership embracing the moment we'll tell us more about that I, you and i talked about this on dnvr nuggets i look at the golden state warriors as a team that did such a good job of capitalizing on drafting steph dre clay now them doing that and winning that's the hard part and yeah. the important part but the warriors are one of the first class organizations in the world right now they are one of the most valuable and marketable and recognizable brands in the world. I mean, particularly in basketball, but also in the world. Yes. And their facilities match that and their coaching staff matches right. that. And the bill they pay at the end of the year, whether it's luxury tax or on facilities or on staff, as a first rate organization, they weren't before they drafted mm -hmm. Steph. Things were not going great in Golden State. Yeah. The Nuggets drafted Jokic and we've all been on the Jokic ride since. But what have they done to inspire hope and belief that there's something bigger happening beyond just his presence. And by the way, the guy who brought him here is gone now. So I understand the most important thing is getting him. With him, you've got a shot. Without him, you don't. But what are you doing to put yourself in a position to convince people like him to stay, to come, like Tim to stay, and to convince the fans, maybe we won't always have Jokic, but we have an organization that cares. Right now, the answer to all those questions are no. It is just the Jokic ride, and that may be enough. It's super fun to be on. But other organizations have responded to this call, yeah. and the Nuggets seem content to just be like, isn't it sick that we got him? It's a chance to level up. It's a chance and to level up. You're not, you're not going to get to Celtics level, Lakers level, anything like that, but you can at least jump up to like Spurs level? No one, has, Spurs level no one is in more control over leveling you up than you. Yep. yep, That's on you. You have the resources to make this an attractive product. You have the resources to elevate and evolve as an organization. And when you don't, that falls on you. And I know this to be true because you've done it with the Rams. I'm watching it happen. Yeah. A lot of money going mm -hmm. into that team. They're winning. Everyone's talking about the Rams. Stan can't get enough of it. Josh brought it up during the Nuggets press conference today. Sick. How does that help us? You've shown us you can do this. So when it's not happening, I'm going to follow that logic back and just assume it's your own negligence. Yep. And it starts in Denver. I think that's the other piece is that like you're not just all of a sudden going to be like, oh, yeah, random kid in New York's wearing the Jokic jersey. That needs to start in Denver right and now. the games aren't on TV. Get them on TV. And you can't see them. So you're, you're missing that chance and then it expands yep. out from there. Where, but where's, right the, now, uh, where's the Jokic billboard? I don't totally, care that he doesn't yeah. want one. Put yeah. one up. There should be a mural of him here. Where's the Jamal mural? Where's the yep. Where's the Porter billboard? When he mentioned the Avs operating at a loss, like 
that they're committed to winning and they're showing that in other i mean i i kind of saw it in passing scrolling through the timeline he did he said so is that implying that the nuggets are now going to do that as well to kind of pursue this window they're in i i think his point was i had asked him about a sense of obligation to a city beyond just owning a Mm -hmm. business do you feel an obligation to build something you can be proud of yeah yeah he he said yes go ahead uh just the abs operating at a loss Uh, the nhl has revenue sharing so they're not actually losing money on the abs to be clear and and bigger picture the value is going up so even if you lose 10 million dollars if the franchise is now worth 20 million dollars more than it was the year before because all this is happening that factors in every billionaire wants to tell you they're losing money on their team they're all worth more money and the team's worth more money every week so someone figure that out yeah That's that's all i know but yes he did point out that so when he said he does feel that obligation, and I, I followed up, I said, do you believe your father is meeting that obligation? And he said yes, and he cited the Avs are operating at a loss, but they're a winner, and we're putting them on the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, Altitude has been a disaster for us. We're funding that at a major loss. Those are his answers. I don't buy it. I don't believe him. I don't agree with him. But that those were his answers. It's, it's so tough, especially, and we talked about this on our pod the other day, we just saw Nessen out east decided to acquire the streaming rights to yeah. uh, it was not the Celtics, but <laughs> or was it the Celtics? I forget. The, it was the Red Sox and the Bruins? Yeah, it's definitely the Bruins, the Bruins yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it was yeah. one other it was team out east. It was the Red Sox. Well, yeah. And they put it out there. They're they're providing a way for people to get their product. Yes. yes. And yeah, you know, Altitude has their direct TV deal and and they've done things here and there. But you're talking about these teams as maybe at the same time the best they've ever been together. Right. And you're it just no, feels I mean, like there's no more they need that. to be doing yes. to put them in front of their hometown no fans. Doubt. They're just content to no be doubt. letting it happen as opposed to taking it. Yes. And again, I see we did talk about the Avs earlier no, in the I show. I mean, what he's really doing is he he would rather show you the bill that they are paying to justify what they're doing instead of actually investing money, providing solutions to these issues, improving that bill by improving what you've made this billion dollar resource. With the one caveat being, yes, you have, you are in the lawsuit. And so as soon as things hit the court, I do think, I mean, you can still always settle it and do those sorts of things, but once you make the commitment that this is going to be decided in the courts, that is kind of a commitment to making this take two years, which, again, is a choice that that they made. It is true. I mean, like, I I acknowledge the hard spot they're in with the TV thing. Mm -hmm. Both things can be true. It's just also, like, we're three years later and there's no alternative. There's been so little talked about. He did address the streaming thing today. He said they've... It's not an answer you're going to love. <laughs> he said, we, we've we talked to, we, we're in talks, we're not quite there yet, but we think it's part of the solution. Yeah, and, and yeah, we oh, talked about this no on the Nuggets podcast a little bit, and I don't, I don't think any of us know the specifics of what the issues are with that. But Pac-12 Network, they have their deal with Dish, they have their deal with Sling, they can't get on TV anywhere else, but they cannot provide just an, uh, a, you cannot... They could not allow people to sign up to stream the Pac-12 network because of the language that is written into those other contracts. Their hands are just tied. So you wonder what is happening with Altitude, Yeah. what flexibility they have, which, again, would be their own fault if they didn't give themselves flexibility. Well, and part of the what makes it frustrating is you look at the assets available to the owners of these teams, and you know they have the assets to do whatever they want. That's precisely the case. It's, it's not the Ottawa Senators. It's not the Oakland yes. A's who are limited to a certain extent by the fine funds they have available. 
just based on the wealth of their owners. The Avs owners at the end of the day could build their own television service if they wanted to. They have enough money to yeah. do that. Well, it's I know, tough. That's my thing. I mean, look, I I understand the day-to-day stuff is different than like what you're worth and, and all that and the operating costs and the precedent, but even when they say we could take this deal and we'd have to lay people off, I even want to say, would you have to or would you be choosing to? Yep. But, I mean, it, it, I will also acknowledge as, as hard as I'm willing to go on this stuff, I'm not privy to all the details. And it's, I've learned one thing doing this job. <laughs> it's really easy to sit in a chair oh, and yeah. say, you're oh, all wrong. No doubt. But yeah. No doubt. Mm-hmm. We digress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, don't get me wrong. I'm sure nearly everyone in that organization is working their asses off to to make it better than it is but there's a bottom line exactly there's a bottom line when you lose tim Connolly and you're not on tv you're not killing it convince us what you're not getting an a plus from me convince us like maybe you can show that it was so hard you deserve a c plus but i you can't beat that how do you feel about their their connect their commitment to the abs they've always been committed to the abs um and they get to cheat a little bit with that because there's always been a hard salary cap in the NHL. Mm-hmm. So they know how much they're going to have to spend when it comes to player salaries. NHL coaches and staffs make good money, but it's nothing like a basketball team or a football team does. The NHL yeah, has always right. been the smallest money market of the big four. Right. Um, and a leg up with the success the franchise had so early sure. on, right? Mm-hmm. How hardcore yeah, the fans are. I mean, look... <clears throat> You don't need to be involved in the Denver sports business to know that it's a lot more expensive to get an Avs ticket than it is a Nugs ticket yeah. mm-hmm. on any given well, night. And, and the reality of it, I think, and something that Kroenke has done very well for the Avs is he's not Dick Monfort. He is completely hands-off mm. yes. of the hockey yes. team. He signs the checks, yes. he hires the guy he thinks yeah. is right for the job, and he lets him do whatever he wants. And that's... That's good. Yeah. That's good business. Yeah, practice. someone who doesn't mingle, I mean, there could be a lot worse for sure. And the thing with the money is, like, first of all, yeah, it doesn't cost as much to run an NHL team. And that's great because it means that you can hit that level. You say we've got to pay 100 mil, whatever the salary cap is. The, the league and- the other piece is there's no other huge money teams that are swooping in. You know, with, you know, say, say Michael Malone turns out to be back to back coach of the year, he's, he's doing incredibly well. The Lakers might just swoop in and give him a crazy deal, and then there's just nothing you can do about it. And none of us would be surprised if somebody like that gets poached. It doesn't feel like there's a world in which Bednar gets poached away because matching those salaries just is not on the same level that it is in the NBA. The, the disparity doesn't seem to be there. It's I, I'm I'm. What's the highest paid Nugget make per year? Uh, I mean, whatever Jokic is about, he's about to be the highest paid player of all time. It's going to be remember 50. the number. Yeah, per yeah. Year. like fifty mil per year. Yeah. So the maximum contract per year in the NHL is fourteen and a half million dollars. Yeah, I mean, so it's Will Barton. I, I yeah. it's it's just yeah. so hard to compare because it, it, to someone like Kroenke, the the maximum salary cap of the NHL is chump change. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. He can just sign the checks. It's not, you know, they're going to sign a contract bigger than all of the Avalanche contracts combined for Jokic right. on the supermax. Right. Like, right? Yeah, that's. Nuts. Um, getting into some Avs conference final history. For seven seasons, they go to the conference finals six times, two and four. Of course, the two times they win the conference finals, they win the whole damn thing. Seven times in the first nine seasons. And then after the lockout season, 04 05, zilch. 
nothing. Yeah. Not until right now, Rudo. <laughs> two games in, baby. Um, and that's 18 playoff appearances and 26 franchise seasons. I've been not lucky enough to experience every single playoff run of this hockey team. It's not a beautiful thing. It's nice. It's nice. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, obviously the early years were ridiculous. You guys kind of already talked about it. Most years in the West, it felt like it was Detroit and Colorado, and whoever wins the conference finals is going to win the cup. Um, unbelievable run. But the Avalanche fan base, I think, learned a lot in the 20-year gap mm. because – for sure. When they first came here, I think there was a lot of taking it for granted of, oh, yeah, this team's uh, just good. Yeah. They're always going to be good. It's going to yeah, be great. Dude. And then they were not good at all for a very, very long time. They learned that lesson. We we come to a more modern team, and they learn the lesson of, yeah, you can make the playoffs, but winning in the playoffs is hard. Right. And, and I think it has built really, really well that – now more than ever, the Avalanche fan base understands how special one time in the conference finals is, let alone five, six, seven, what have you. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I will say is the Avs have never lost a cup finals. I know. They win the conference finals. They've won the cup. Only team in the NHL to do that. That's, that's actually been to a cup. Crazy. Finals. Yeah. And so. yet the final... The cup final matchups are the ones that's scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the West sure. this year was really wonky, yep. where it felt like the Avs were kind of just in a class of their own. Yeah. And then the East was in this weird year where everyone's over 110 points, yeah. right? Yeah, and the East it was, was like, a monster. Shit, whoever comes out of there is going to be sketchy. Um, not This is a Western Conference Finals only episode. We oh, wouldn't okay. even entertain <laughs> that no. thought. That's though right. I. Uh, Bo was looking at me for directives, so I wanted to clarify <laughs> yeah. that for him. Um, predictions rest of the way in this series, Rudo. Uh, I hate doing predictions this far in. I, I, I said it all year. And we did predictions. I said the Avs would win uh, over Edmonton 4-2. to But when you make it to the conference finals, when you're one of the top four teams in the league, predictions don't matter. Yeah. Right. Whatever, whatever right. people yeah. think don't matter. You so go true. out there. There's a reason you play the games. There's a reason millions of people turn in, tune in to watch the final four teams is because everyone wants to know what's going to happen and, and nobody does. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No. That's right. <laughs> that is really true. We should just all start as analysts, like just a boycott on the radio. They ask you for a prediction. No. Your official answer is, no. I don't know. That should no. be the way that it is. <laughs> I'd be a gambler instead. I mean, like as a reporter, know. as a reporter, it's like you're not really saying what's going to happen. Like, if you're, like, the columnist analyst guy, like, yeah, but it does be like that mix has turned into, like, everybody needs... Everybody's either an idiot or you uh, were right. It, I mean, it just... There is no correct answer. You can pour over the numbers. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, my model mm -hmm. says this, that, or the right. other thing. And it's like, yeah, all right, well, if we're just in a simulation and you run the numbers, then I guess the Az win the cup. Good job. We're done. We don't have to play these games. Right. Guess what? Darcy can't see right now, and who saw that coming? <laughs> right. right. Like, and then sometimes the reactions on Twitter are like, we didn't realize it was going to be hard to you know, like go far in the playoffs, that these were going to be competitive games. And also what? Like, They've yeah. won 10 of 12 games. Don't Imagine know. if you <laughs> go win 10 of 12 in the regular season. You're doing it against playoff teams, and guess what? In the regular season, one of those is overtime. That's 10-1-1. One one. Yep. We got the super chat. Would that be 
your predictions out the East, the Rangers against the winner of Avs Edmonton? Uh, I have the bolts if you have to ask. But yeah. Uh, I think you have and to. They terrify me. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. Um, they did ask, I think. Henry, do you have a prediction? Oh, sweep. Yep. Yeah, big sweep. We've guy. seen the last Avs loss this season. Vote, you can give me a prediction if you'd like. I also have a little piece of Nuggets trivia I'm gonna for you. I'm going to say five. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was on the between four and six uh, thing. It feels like five now. I was more on six yeah, entering but it. To Rudo's point, it's the play. It feels that way until it doesn't. It's the playoffs. Like yeah, the other yeah, teams exactly. are also good. Right. If Edmonton yep. wins game three, it feels a lot more like six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah watch them win like convincingly. Also, like teams lose games in the NHL and NBA. Like they don't just rattle off two weeks of nothing but wins. Yeah, no one in the history of the Stanley Cup has ever gone sixteen and zero in the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe next year. Ever. So Maybe next year, Henry. Yes, let's hope. Um, in their 47 seasons as the Denver Nuggets, so not the Rockets. So this is two M- two ABA seasons, and then the rest 45 years of NBA. Could you guess how many of those 47 seasons the Nuggets have made the playoffs? No. Let me think. Though. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Good yeah. answer. I am very much not a Nuggets historian. This is sure, harder than predictions. Sure. I am. Of, I am of the Jokic era. Yeah, of course. Here's the thing: the Nuggets' tortured history has more to do with their inability to get all the way to the top than it is them being. He's on the truly top, horrific. There he is. <sighs> My guy. Forty-seven is the number. Yep. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Twenty-seven. 30. 30. Oh, that's pretty oh, you were about to say 30 and be on the money. I knew it, too. But yeah, two votes point. 30 of 47. Great turnout. Just 17 seasons and no postseason? That seems impossible, yeah. even. 75 and 121 is the all-time playoff record, though. Um, Eric was pointing out to me they would have to win, like, five titles um, for them to get back to 500 on that in his lifetime. So. <laughs> Last time I was on here, I was like, uh, it was, uh, well, who's the Nuggets' biggest playoff rival? And I'm like, well, they got to beat some teams back. We ate the Lakers with a passion. I'm not sure they're is aware. Is the Nuggets' um, biggest playoff rival the Nuggets? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it might be. be. Yes. It might be. <laughs> we just say Portland to feel yeah. better about ourselves lately, but they I lost to them each other too. a couple times. Yeah. 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 Sure. After finally getting over the second round hump, Rudo, how many Western Conference Finals should we appearances should we expect from this core? Uh, you need at least one more. If you don't get at least one more, oh, it's a disappointment. Man. Even two feels I, good. Yeah. Look, yeah. But you're right. Nothing's guaranteed there in is, life. There is absolutely a world where over the next six years you see the Abs go to the Conference Finals four times. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the same thing that the Nuggets dealt with. Yeah. The, if Nathan McKinnon tears an ACL, no, touch Big Wood for that. The abs are, <laughs> the abs, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it uh, does happen, right. the Avs are a completely different hockey team. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, just the reality no, of, of no sports. Doubt. Do ACLs happen in hockey? Oh, all the time. Okay, nice. What's the worst? What's like the like the the nightmare? Injury like the oh oh uh, so the Tommy in general John in general hockey. like for hockey what's the last thing you want to hear yeah not like <laughs> I mean broken spine probably yeah. but 
uh, the historical injury that has plagued some of the best players in the league are ankle problems. Mm -hmm. uh, multiple players have had wild surgeries where they get like part of their ankle removed so they can fit their foot back into in the, a skate <laughs> and crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And and they're never the same player. They're never the same player right. after that. Need those. Need ankles. <laughs> ankles are important. <laughs> For yeah, skating? Yeah. 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 yeah, they really are. They yeah, really are. Could you imagine someone like Kale McCarr, the way he skates with shitty ankles? That wouldn't be super duper. No, no, I should have. I should have. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> Sneaker shack here. <laughs> I believe if the Avs win tomorrow night, it will be a sweep. If they lose, as in five. Uh... Not, not I, the hottest, but look. Uh, the the great thing about where the Avs are right now is they get to play two games in Edmonton, and they're both yep. free rolls. So they win one of those, mm -hmm. and you feel great about feel the great. series. Yeah, yep. of course. Vote. You've made me kind of sad about the Nuggets Sorry. outlook, but uh, Jokic or McKinnon, who makes more Final Four appearances? Oh, probably McKinnon because of the Avs. I think the Avs are are just <laughs> yeah. so loaded. Yeah, to it come does back. feel that way. Yeah, it does feel that way. Uh, they are tied one to one. They though, are huh? one to one they right now. One and one. I think, I think Jokic will end up with more playoff MVPs. Playoff MVPs. Yeah. I don't know. Is Love that, that finals MVP? Finals MVP. It well, it's NBA. all the same. They don't have finals. Well, we. I mean, the NHL is the con smite, so I kind of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But finals MVP. Yeah. Kadri for Con Smite. That's really good odds at plus two thousand. I. Why is that? I Rudo? wouldn't bet against Makar. <laughs> But well, luckily I jumped in early. I wouldn't bet car, against so. Nate. You have to. You have to bring AJ in. He's on the. He's on the Kadri Smythe train. Okay. Awesome. Just go look at the last pod. I am told. You go look at Breckenridge Brewery and their Avalanche Ale because it's what Rudo drinks when the Avs are making history. Damn it! And if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for you. Also, check out Rudo's EJ Breakdown video, right? <laughs> Let's give that a second plug there. Uh, Henry Chisholm, great stuff. Check out his appearance on the Nuggets pod this week. Really good stuff. Um, he all Henry, do you do anything else? <laughs> I do so the many NVR things. The NVR buffs, amazing <laughs> stuff. Check it out. It's it's incredible work. And uh, Brendan Vogt, yeah. legendary stuff for the NVR Nuggets. Held it down all mm. week. Stayed late on a Friday to do this MVP-type stuff. My pleasure, fellas. We will be back next week with another spicy topic for you. Have a great Friday, everyone. Bye-bye.